Thank you for tuning in to Jason DeMars Live. Every Tuesday and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I teach on various biblical topics. Get in contact with me at jasondemars.com. Let me know what topics you would like me to cover in future videos. I have free books and tracks available for you to order and shipping is free as well. Make sure to subscribe and click the little bell to get notified when I post a new video. Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please contact me at jasondemars.com. I'm recording again from the Black Hills of South Dakota. By the time this is uh, playing, I'll be uh, on, the, on my way home to South Carolina. So thank you all for listening in. I wanted to uh, start uh, a topic of speaking about the foundations of the faith. And I want to speak on why this is important. Uh, we're living in an hour where uh, there is a true message, a restoration message that God sent to us through his prophet, Brother William Branham. Uh, and there is a message movement uh, but this message movement has many different uh, directions that it's gone. And there's many uh, perversions of the word that are representing the message. And my point is not to say, hey, I've got it all figured out. My point is simply to say the word is the truth. We need to have a proper foundation to build end time truth on. If you don't have the foundation of God's Word, when you go and start looking at the book of Revelation, you'll be deeply in error and uh, have many, many uh, mistakes in your understanding of who God is and understanding of uh, salvation. Uh, without the proper foundation, which Brother Branham came, I didn't, I wasn't sent to bring the foundation. I'm simply sent of God to testify of what He's already done through this ministry of Malachi 4 that was fulfilled through Brother Branham. But we have now in today's day, we have people that are uh, so focused on end time mysteries uh, that the church becomes out of balance. They don't have a heart for outreach. They don't have a heart to spread the truth. They just, they just stay home, preach their message and say, this is, this is the truth. Uh, nobody else has it. Praise God, we're the only ones. Uh, that's not the right approach. That's not a gospel approach. That's not uh, the heart of Jesus Christ in all of these things. So uh, then you have people who say we have to uh, we have to abandon our uh, preaching, and our church has to gather and just watch the live stream of Jeffersonville, where. We watch their worship, and we listen to Brother Joseph speak, and then we play a tape. Uh, that No, we don't play a tape. Joseph plays a tape, and we just listen in. And, and, and this has become the approach for some now, and this is what Voice of God Recordings is pushing uh, around the world. Uh, in the Catholic Church and in the Lutheran Church, they have something called a liturgical calendar. Uh, 
and everyone has to follow along this liturgical calendar. The priest doesn't have to prepare his message. The pastor doesn't have to prepare his message. The liturgy is handed to him. He just follows along the subjects that are given to him by the denomination, by the calendar that's already been set for however many years. And you can't deviate from that calendar. And so now this is what we have a liturgical calendar sponsored by the son of Brother William Branham. Brother Joseph pushing out, we should listen to this tape, we should listen to that tape. Uh, churches are abandoning their song service, abandoning their service altogether. They just have a screen up and they follow along with what's going on in Jeffersonville. We've, that's a, that is a denominational spirit and it is completely contrary to what Brother Branham taught us to do and what Scripture plainly commands us to do and so it's so dangerous why have we done this why has this happened it's because we've gotten away from the found fundamental foundations of the faith that's been delivered to us and restored to us so in in this foundation series it's important why is the foundations important say oh jason's just a simple preacher he doesn't really talk about the great mysteries in the book of revelation i want to I would like to, but I feel so strongly that we must have the foundations correct. Because without the foundations correct, you will have everything, everything messed up at the end. So with that said, I want to start with the very first thing, and that's the Bible. How do we know the Bible is true? Um, I released this as an article it's in the in the book, um, End Time Message Handbook. You can read it there. But how do we know the Bible is true? I had a lot of people say, um, we know the Bible is true because um, God reveals it to us. Okay? Um, the Bible being true isn't based on you. It isn't based on me. It isn't based on my thinking. It isn't based on a subjective experience there's a lot of people that say they have a revelation of something and then they walk away from it okay so the bible being true is not based on you or me so let's look at the bible and let's talk about it for a minute and and, and let's see because i i believe it's important to understand the nature of the bible the nature of prophecy it will help us to see the truth in this day much better much more clearly I should say the Bible was written by shepherds kings farmers fishermen prophets a military general a cupbearer and a priest they wrote histories history laws poetry, prophecy, letters, and proverbs. The Bible was written over the period of 2,000 years by 40 different authors. It was written over the period, again, 2,000 years and 40 different authors. A book on any subject written over that long period of time by that many different authors would most definitely contradict itself so 
let's think about uh, science. Science has had a lot of discoveries over the years, things that were proven and generally accepted and over time have been proven to be false. Um, let's look at eight different things. Phrenology, that means the, the size and frame of the skull would show personality types. Phrenology has been long proven to be false. False concept based on a false understanding. Two, uh, it used to be scientifically proven that we are, a, we are born as a blank slate without any built-in mental content or instincts. This is proven to be false. Um, Einstein's static universe theory, false. There used to be a theory that there's canals on Mars because there are people that used to live, live on Mars. There's, that's not true. <laughs> that's proven to be not true. The, the phlogiston theory, again, I'm not going to go into all this, that Earth is growing, getting bigger, uh, proven false. Planet Vulcan, there's no planet Vulcan. Um, spontaneous generation. Um, so spontaneous generation is... Uh, an obsolete principle concerning the origin of life from inanimate matter. It was brought out by Aristotle and it was um, believed by natural philosophers for a long time that or the origin of life came from inanimate matter. It's, it's been proven to be true, to be false long, 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 long ago. And so, again, Science has theories, has ideas, things that are generally accepted, and then later on they say, oops, completely wrong. Over that 2,000 years of time, things have developed so much that it's things are looked at past. It's good to know as history, but we understand it's completely false. In the Bible, it's written over a period of 2,000 years by 40 different authors, and we can see it has a consistent, constant message throughout all of it. So, you say, oh, it doesn't matter. Why do we need to talk about why the Bible is true? There's no need to do that. We believe a vindicated prophet. Okay. Okay. Fine. But you have to remember that Satan attacks the Bible to try to get us to believe it's false. He's always doing that. And while you might be well-established, ch your children or other believers around you are not. And so if you're well-established, you can listen and learn and help other people get well-established like yourself. Public schools, colleges, the world, our national culture, social media consistently and constantly tries to tell us that the Bible is not true. Third, our own sinful hearts tell us and try to testify to us that the Bible it's not, is not true. It's important to show young people, new believers, that we can have confidence in the Bible. It's not a mere blind faith. We can have confidence in the Bible based on history, based on true, true history, true science. 
we can have confidence in the Bible. It's the blueprint for how we should live our lives. It teaches us God's plan for the world, for our families, for our friends, and for ourselves. It's not just a book written by men. It's a book inspired by God. We can show the Bible is true by reading what's inside of it and also by studying history. So there are objections that people give to say that the Bible is false. Many common objections we hear against, against the Bible uh, are the Bible was written by men, the Bible has contradictions, scientific discoveries contradict the Bible, uh, the Bible uh, is... Uh, archaeology disproves the Bible. So all of these things are not true. The Bible Was the Bible written by men or by God? It was written by men, not God. But 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. 2 Peter 1.21 says, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the inspiration came when the Holy Ghost came upon them. Then they could write the scriptures. So it, was, it came from God's mouth, how God breathed by his Spirit, upon the men who that wrote the Bible. The Bible has contradictions. What is a contradiction? Contradiction is where there's one fact over here and another fact over here and they're diametrically opposed to each other. We're not going to do this now. It may be a, a good thing to do uh, in, the, in the coming um, uh, next few episodes, but Every single contradiction that people that don't believe the Bible have said can, can be answered very easily. Again, every supposed contradiction in the Bible has been answered. Scientific discoveries contradict the Bible. Okay, number one, without the Bible and God, there is no such thing as science. And, 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 and let me explain what that means. The biblical worldview says that we're intelligent creatures that can discover answers by looking at the world around us. The naturalistic worldview says we came, we evolved from animals, and we don't. There's not meaning to life, so that we can't assume that there's meaning as we study nature. Everything is came about as a result of chaos. And so there's not, there shouldn't be, we should be, if everything came about by chaos and there's no meaning to life, then we shouldn't expect to use scientific discoveries to find meaning in the natural world. Without the Bible and God, we assume chaos and disorder. But with the Bible and with God, we assume order. Any, uh, any argument against God starts with the viewpoint that there is something as, as good and evil. How could a good God 
allow this suffering. Okay, you're starting from the uh, 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 the concept that there is good in the world. If the naturalistic worldview is correct, then there is no such thing as good and bad. Only survival is good. So, if if my if me and my family go and kill other families in order for us to survive, then that would be a good thing. But no one is thinking that way, especially in today's modern society. They think that's evil. They think that's bad. So your concept of good and evil that you're using against God only comes from the fact that there is a God, that his word is true, and that he has a law that we must live up to. In fact, you're taking God's law, turning it on its head and saying, God, you have to live up to the law that I find in your word, or else you don't exist. You're, 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 you can't do that. That's a logical fallacy. You're, 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 you're looking at it from the opposite end of the spectrum. There is a God. He, may, he put order into this world. There is evil. There is bad things that happen. There is genetic anomalies. Why? The Bible explains it's because of sin. The Bible says that the creation was made subject to vanity because of the curse upon the whole earth. Right? But he subjected it to vanity in hope that we'll be set free from that corruption and this world will be in or perfect order without sin, without evil in it at some point uh, time in the future. So in order to think that there are answers to scientific questions, we assume there's a creator and that there's a purpose for everything. So when the Bible and science are correctly understood, it never contradicts each other. And more and more as we study and we look at the natural world, we see more and more that the Bible is truth. So next is the Bible has the same message that is added to little by little, little by little over history. What's the main point of the Bible? The same message through the Bible is, well, let's look at it. Genesis 3.15, right after the fall, God created everything. He created it perfect. He created it in, in perfect order, without sin, without pain, without evil. Then the tempter comes, the serpent, Adam and Eve fall. They're given immediately a promise that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent and that the serpent will strike his heel. This is a prophecy of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So then we find Abraham is chosen by a nation, by God, to bring a nation and to bring the seed of Abraham. That nation which is chosen by God is to bring one man, which is the son of David, which is also the Son of God. Then we see in Isaiah, we see the promise that God is going to bring the world back to a perfect condition, the way it was in Genesis. To do this, there had to be an innocent person killed, Jesus Christ. The Gospel and New Testament confirm this same thing as the Old Testament. William Branham said this in the sermon Christ is the mystery of God revealed 
He is the principal. Christ is the principal theme of the Bible. He was in the prophets. He was in the Psalms. He was in the history of the Bible. The Bible is a prophetic book. It's a historical book. It's a book of love. It's a book of songs. It's a book of life. And in there you find Christ. He was in the prophets. He was in the Psalms. He was in the history. And he also, in the Bible, is the things that is to come. See, he was before until after. What does it make him then? The same yesterday, today, and forever. So the same message is testified throughout the Bible. All right. So we're just going to bring that to a close this time. I just want to emphasize again, I believe it's important for us to get the foundations so that when we get to the mysteries of God's Word that are here for the end time, that we will understand these things correctly and clearly. Without the foundations, at the without the proper foundation built, then the roof can't be right. The walls can't be right. The the floors in the in, in the upper levels can't be right. The house is not livable. So we have to have the foundations right, and that's why we want to start here. The foundation of God's word. We can believe God's word is true. We'll continue on this topic on Friday. We'll try to take a little bit more time. Our time is limited here when we're out traveling. Um, but with that said, uh, God bless you, and I'll see you on Friday.